Hello, girls, guys, and otherwise. Welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. We were having issues yesterday, of course, with the whole uh, Comcast thing uh, nationwide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not on Comcast. That's good, because everybody like at my job is, and the office itself is, so everybody went down, um, and everybody was freaking out. It was the whole thing. Yeah. I was surprised the news didn't say anything about it, but oh well. Are you sure it wasn't like region? It was. It was a nationwide. It was a nationwide thing, and it hit. It hit a a large swath of California and uh, spotty areas throughout the country, but Chicago was one of those areas primarily. Hmm. I think uh, Verizon's pretty popular in my area, so Mm. that's what I use. Yeah. You know, everyone's got different depending on their region. Um, and I know, I do know some people that use, I think I know some people, oh wait, no, we have Bright House down here. I don't know if, if Comcast is really a thing down here anymore. Huh. Yeah. I'm not even familiar with Bright House. I've never heard of that. But I do know that when I go on websites for like, you know, AMC or something like that, they're like, choose your, choose your internet provider. Mm-hmm. And Comcast slash Xfinity is so low on that list now, and there's like 20 other ones. I'm like, who in the world is Spectrum? What is what is that? But apparently that's a thing. Oh, Spectrum, yeah. yeah. Okay, I know what that is. Um, but yeah, it, it just depends on the region, I guess. Yeah. A lot of which which is is weird. You would think it would be more universal. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like how there are, what, basically three phone carriers now? Right, right. Um, but it's a good thing. I would rather have it be more diverse. And, you know, the more diverse, the more options, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, they ran um, they ran Google Fiber out of town before they even got started. Because um, Google wanted to do their, their fiber super fast network here. And they were willing to sponsor the necessary infrastructure changes that needed to be made, you know, laying new cable and everything. And the city voted against it mm-hmm. because apparently they uh, got wow. a, a really good donation from Comcast, apparently. And they vowed that they were going to clean up their act. And, yeah, to varying degrees of success. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, God, that's such a problem in so many cities and areas now. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I like speaking of Verizon. I have to upgrade my phone, and I just upgraded it. I'm gonna have to pay a fucking fortune to get a new phone. But I hate the iPhone Mini. If anyone's considering an iPhone Mini, don't do it. Oh yeah. So your your official review is don't do it. Don't do it. The okay. Battery life, man. That yeah. alone kills you. Mm-hmm. It's so shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. I don't recommend it. They introduced it at a time I, that people were. Just close to chargers at all time anyway. So I think it was an easier sell last year. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it would be okay. And I am in a situation where I can be near a charger. But that doesn't mean I want to be all the time. Like, it's so annoying. Yeah, I I really want to upgrade to the, what is it, 13 now instead. Because this shit gets on my nerves. Mm. But it's going to cost me a lot of money because I just upgraded back in... May? Yeah, somewhere about. Late April? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. We've got stories to talk about. We do. All right. 
Uh, we've got some movie stories, some comic book stuff. What you want to start with? Or and there's also a video game story here. Let's start with some like. movie stuff. Okay. Um, real quick one, because I, I just think it's interesting. Uh, there. Oh shit. Uh-oh. That's breaking news. Okay, okay, well, we do have a breaking news one, so we're going to have three, because this is, uh, that's very interesting to me. Uh, so, Leonardo DiCaprio is in final talks to star in and produce a Jim Jones uh, project at a- MGM. Okay. Which MGM really needs more projects like this. Like, they need the award winners. They need big names because basically all they have is the Bond series. You know, they're really struggling. They used to be such a, so, a big name back in the day, back in classic Hollywood. MGM was like the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're um, trying to secure this deal for Leonardo DiCaprio to play Jim Jones. Hmm. And I think that would be fascinating to watch. Um, he's such a great great uh actor and that's such a like fucked up story yeah and um jim jones for, yeah for people who don't know he's a cult leader jim jones is a was a cult leader in the 1970s um he started jonestown and it for those who don't know the jonestown massacre happened it took more than 900 lives through mass poisoning they also shot a lot of people who were trying to leave it was a whole m- massacre just scary stuff. I was going to say uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's uh, kind of on a roll playing these creepy guys, you know? Like, that seems to be his bread and butter. Lately. Yeah. He used to be such a, a an actor that would get these roles where he got to be charming. But it seems yeah. like late in his career, uh, now anyway, he wants to stretch out a little bit. And, and, and really just like give some, some skeevy dudes, uh, some screen time. So like his role in Wolf of Wall Street, of course. And, uh, uh, arguably you could say his, his, uh, the, the movie he did with, um, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, he was kind of a skeevy guy there too. And now, right. of course, un- undeniably Jim Jones, not a great person. Yeah. And is that kind of the, Mar- like, couldn't we consider that like a Marlon Brando route too? Yeah. Didn't Marlon Brando start that like start the same way where he was kind of like a dreamboat guy and then he got fucking weird and <laughs> and darker as things went you know as time went by um so that could be interesting maybe he's in the middle of his his Brando Brando-esque um turn now the breaking news that I saw which is just a headline once again MGM so I feel like MGM is coming out to fight and this sounds awesome okay um, because between the two of these projects, I'm like, shit, they're really going to start throwing some money at different types of projects, hmm. not just making fucking $300 million Bond movies. Um, they want to do a Roadhouse reboot Roadhouse. with hmm. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. So that could be interesting. Huh. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, okay. Now, is he considered to be a traditionally attractive uh, dreamboat type of guy? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I don't... Do women, f- like, find him a- traditionally attractive? I think he's attractive. I think he's he's kind of goofy, and, and he's good-looking. I get um, the goofy but, more than anything. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he, yeah. he kind of falls into that, that range of, 
yeah, okay, he's a good-looking dude, but he's also just kind of got like a goofy demeanor, kind of yes. like a Paul Rudd. Like, I wouldn't cast Paul Rudd in a Roadhouse reboot, you know? Oh, I would. Paul. Actually, I think Paul Rudd is, is definitely more of a dreamboat guy. I would say it'd Jake be a Dylan different Hall. movie, though, because when you see Paul Rudd's face, you automatically are expecting a certain type of performance from him. True. You know? Okay, so... But what what was Pat? What how do we view Patrick Swayze? And I'm trying to think now. Well, he was kind of rough around the edges in Dirty Dancing when he made that. He was in Red Dawn before he did Roadhouse. Yeah. Um, Roadhouse was before Ghost, I believe. So he didn't have that softer role okay. either. But he so, never had like a comedy or anything like that. He was never like somebody that was doing more lighthearted fare. He was always kind of like the guy. He did make some comedies. Um, but they were not successful. Ah. <laughs> no. Um, I think he wanted to do everything. Um, I read his biography, by the way. Just a side note. Patrick Swayze's biography was fantastic. It'll break your heart because it, as it ends, you know, he has cancer and he's basically like, I'm not giving up. I'm not like, I'm not stopping. And mm-hmm. then like the epilogue is by his wife because he died yeah. after that. Um, but it's such a beautiful, you know, beautiful book. Um, it's really real, well written, and you respect him. So even if you're not a huge fan of him, I recommend his book uh, because it's it's really great. If you like any of his movies, you'll enjoy it too. Patrick Swayze voted sexiest man alive in 1991, and of course, the aforementioned Paul Rudd. 2021 oh, yeah. sexiest man alive congratulations i don't know what that gets you i don't know what the stipulation is because it seems like the needle's all over the place but uh bragging congrats. rights i'd assume there you go paul rudd said he was gonna have cards made i think yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah i saw he did a bit with uh stephen colbert i didn't get a chance to watch it yet though how has he not won before that's what shocked me you know just because he's one of those under the radar type of dudes i think you know, yeah. it's never really been his time. But they gave of, it to that guy, that country singer that was on The Voice. Remember that a couple years ago? Nah, not really. I don't really the keep guy up with it. engaged time. to Gwen Stefani. Oh, 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 oh! You're talking about? Oh man, we just watched him on TV too. They gave him Sexiest Man Alive a couple years ago. Like, what the fuck? You would be surprised how big a deal The Voice actually is. You know, if you're no, not, I don't deny that. Like, uh. Let me look it up. The Voice. Yeah, if you're not watching The Voice on a regular basis, it's like, yeah, that's just a thing that exists. It's like American Idol, whatever. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton, yeah. But he's he's a pretty charming dude, and he he gets he gets his job done on there. He does a good job. No, I I get that, but sexiest man alive. Now, granted, we know this. This list is weird. It's a popularity contest, more than anything. You gotta be. I want a full list. Here's the <laughs> list of men. We have gone off the rails already, guys. Let's get back on track. <laughs> no. Never. Alright. I just want a list of all of the sexiest men alive. Why is this so difficult? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Oh my god. <laughs> Ew. What? Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay, I just quickly saw that it said John F. Kennedy Jr. Uh-huh. was awarded the Sexiest Man Alive. I thought it was John F. Kennedy at first. <laughs> I thought they said John F. Kennedy at first. I was like, ew, why? <laughs> he was president. 
Why is that? Why is that taboo? Why would that be wrong? I just feel like it's weird to say a president is the sexy. You should not find a president sexy. I'm sorry. I mean, you remember all the things people used to say about Barack before he became, well, when he first became president. Yeah, I know. It's just weird to me. (laughs) There's only been 33 guys. That's that's the funny thing to me. I, I would think that this has gone on longer, right? Agreed, yeah. Um, oh, wow, God, they're all white. For the for the early ones, yeah. But then, of yeah. course, we get Idris Elba later on, Denzel Washington. That was an easy choice. Yeah, Denzel was earlier, too. He uh, was 96. Ew, why is Johnny Depp, like, on here twice? Why did they double us. dip? He's, he looks like such a, like, skeevy dude. I think they forgot. They just said, oh, hey, why don't we make it Johnny Depp? And they just ran it through without remembering that they did it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Either that or Disney really showed a lot of dough because it looks like he got it the year uh, Alice in Wonderland came out. And they were just like, yeah. well, hey, just just give it to him, please, please. But anyway, this is like a big, I mean, it sells a lot. Um, I don't, They don't do sexiest woman a lot, do they? No, because. Maybe that's taboo. Well, I think because People Magazine is one of those, like, you know, this is geared towards women type of magazines. True. You know, for better or worse, that's how they market it. So you put a little, true, little true, eye candy true. on there, you know, you get the, the, the checkout line purchase. and uh, Right. You know. and I'm, yeah, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I probably would be feel weird about the sexiest film alive list if they made it so anyway but paul rudd that's cool uh so yeah all right next film news which i'm sure you saw but i don't know if anyone else saw this um alec baldwin tweeted that Every film this is the this is the quote every film slash tv set that uses guns fake or otherwise should have a police office, he said office, he meant officer, on mm. set, hired by the production to uh, specifically monitor weapons safety. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a reasonable request. Because when they do these, uh, you know, Chicago PD and NYPD Blue type shows, they do have real officers on site to uh, supervise the production. So why not, you know, do that a little bit more? Um. I, I think in in an era of police reform and trying to have less police involved in so many things within our community, I think we have to be aware that that might not actually make people feel safe on set, though. Mm. Okay. Um, and I think in the case of Alec Baldwin recommending that in this moment um, is is rough. Because people are already being, and we, we've talked about this extensively, that we don't believe in the criticism of him, but people are already criticizing him. And then he's like, you know what we should do is have more cops. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't disagree with it. I, I'm not, I, I hear what you're saying. My alternative offering, so to speak, would be why do we have to have real guns on sets at all? We have real guns firing blanks, basically, um, on sets. 
why can't we just CG stuff now? It's not even that expensive. Just well, you're give actually them fake guns. You're repeating almost verbatim what uh, The Rock tweeted out earlier this week as well, saying that um, any production done by his production company going forward will not have real guns on set, prop guns or otherwise. They're going to use rubber guns. Yeah. And he said they're going to use CG to get the effect they want, and he doesn't care about the cost. He said it's yeah. worth it not to have this type of situation. Yeah, and honestly, CG, it, for something like that, I I feel like we can effect it, probably effectively do it, and it wouldn't be that expensive. I doubt that would add that much to the budget. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I um, want to clarify the I statement. I just feel like we're at the, we're at the place... Yeah, go ahead. No, the, the, the thing about the cop earlier, I was saying, yeah, I get a cop, that's great, you know. Ideally, yeah, sure, I understand. Like, in an idealistic situation, that would be great. My mind was more thinking about how they get retired police officers to do security, you know, in some cases. So if they have one that right. was like a weapon expert, you know, on the force, not somebody that's so like active duty patrolling the streets or whatever, somebody like that, then yeah, get those guys if they have those type of officers. But yeah, don't just grab a cop off the street and just say, hey, look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And, and presumably these officers that would come onto set would not be armed at all. Right. That, I think that's a very important thing. They just have weapons knowledge. Right, 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 right. Just there for, for the consulting which, aspect of it, not to actually be on duty and call people which out for I doing Which I think because shit. he said a police officer, mm-hmm. I think what he should have said was instead of a police officer, he said, I think he should have specified a weapons expert. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and it's it falls on uh, it's like they said typically the responsibility falls on props master or an armorer, and an armorer might be more specific, but a props master is in charge of a lot of different props. So that like anything an actor holds would be a prop. It has um, been fascinating you know, to see all the he, all the prop experts on TikTok. Just coming out and giving yes. their, their opinion on what's going on and talking about how they would have done things differently. And of course, the whole fact that, you know, there's that, the, the, um, the fallout from people walking off set and them continuing the production. I mean, that has to be taken into consideration as well. The fact that they weren't fully staffed with the people that they needed on set. So people were working harder to, uh, you know, make up right. for that lack of, uh, of bodies. Right. Which is, Insane. Truly yeah. Is. Um, so once again, um, Alec Baldwin is getting heavily criticized for that. Uh, I, I mean, do, do people just want to have him go away? Is that the thing now? I think it kind of needs to happen. I mean, not saying like he's evil. He needs to stop everything. I'm saying like, Alec Baldwin doesn't have a track he can't record. Win. Of, you know, he he can't, and that's why he needs to shut the fuck up. Because yeah. there's no one in his life that we're aware of that has an even keel with this type of thing. There's no one. When you think about Hilaria, when you think about his brothers and his, uh, his other yeah. family, you know, uh, I know he has a, a shaky relationship with his his daughter from a previous relationship. So Ireland, no, they've they've largely. Um, She's still very much in his life now. Okay. 
Um, and they've mended that and they are close. And she has actually come out defending him and stuff and all of this and been very supportive of him. So, well, that's good. They, just, yeah, yeah, just full context of that. They are, they have mended that. They did have problems, but they have, they have a good relationship now. She has a good relationship with both of her parents, to my knowledge. But ultimately, what I'm getting at, all of this tweeting and stuff like that, talking to uh, the media, talking to TMZ or whoever, yeah. anybody that stops him on the street about the situation, it's time to stop, man. Because yeah. anything he says is going to be picked apart. Anything. So, yeah, dude, just, just, just stop. Yeah, you can't win, so just don't any, like, just don't. Right. There comes a point where you got to stop. And, yeah, he shouldn't be tweeting. Um, I mean, maybe don't even use Instagram. I don't know. He can control comments a little bit easier on there. but Just don't interact like, with people just, you don't know. You know? That's, that's yeah, just don't, yeah. don't engage. Um, who was it that I saw that? I think it's um, Evan Rachel Wood, I believe, which for her own safety is smart. But she has, like, I've, I've noticed her and maybe a few other celebrities, you can't comment on their stuff. She has comments limited. She doesn't have zero comments. She only has them from, I think, people she follows back. Uh-huh. And that's really great. Like, that, that I'm sure, keeps makes them feel much safer. He should do shit like that. Like, just don't. But anyway. Just don't. <laughs> um... Yeah, um, just don't do it. Anyway, <laughs> so I think it's I think it's a complicated situation, and they're going to have to make these moves. But I also think they need to be considerate and and really think this through, and make sure that sets are not any more uncomfortable, especially for people of color working on sets, than they already are in an industry that has a lot of gatekeeping and a lot of whiteness, especially, you know, behind the camera. The focus Um, does need to be more on safety than, Hey, let's see what we can get out of Alec Baldwin today. And that's, I'm disappointed that the conversation isn't skewed towards that. I understand the celebrity train wreck aspect of it all. We want to see him break down, you know, because that's what the people crave. They want some scandal and shit like that. I mean, it could have happened to anybody. We've, we've talked about this at length several several episodes now. But you're not going to get any more out of him than what we've gotten. You know? Just let's, yeah. let's talk about going forward. Let's talk about what to do to prevent the loss of human life in this scenario. This needless loss. Yeah. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um it's still such a sad story and I'm still, and I'm, I'm still very curious to see how this is going to play out as far as charges. But yeah, that's, that's like the latest update to that situation. And I don't know, you know, is he trying to do, say that for a publicity thing or is he just genuinely like working through his feelings right now and going, you know what would fix this? Yeah. This thing. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think that's it's very it. complicated. I think that's it. He's like, I'm I'm gonna try to add to this conversation because I mean honestly, I can understand where he's coming from in, in regards to you know, it was an awful it was an awful thing that happened. I wanna go I wanna go out and just say I don't think it was his fault. Like No. Period. You know? Yeah. Um and of course with anything that 
happens that you're involved in that ended in tragedy or, or something, just a negative effect, even if it wasn't necessarily your fault, you want to do something to try to fix it. You know, so I, I get right. he wants to join in the conversation to be like, yeah. hey, this is I was there, guys. Let me tell you what I would do differently. Let me tell you how I think this should have gone differently. Like, realistically, it makes sense. But, you know, in the court of public opinion, we need to let this play out without his input. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. I do think it's that, like, desperation of... I was there and I think X, Y, and Z. And we all know he's, he has no trouble speaking out about anything. So he's already a very vocal person. Right. It's just amplified right now because it's a tense situation. And I'm sure in addition to guilt, he's probably really scared. Right. But yeah, that's the, that's the big movie news of the week. This has been Movie Corner. Movie Corner. Did you want to talk about this whole Astro World situation a little bit? Ah, uh, I mean, from what I know about the Astro World situation, okay, and you can kind of fill in, I guess, if you know more about it. Yeah, I've been following it. So, so like, this venue was fucked. They didn't have enough people to take care of the situation. The Travis Scott guy who was performing has egged people on before to cause chaos. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't stop the show. He didn't care. I also heard that he like went out partying after and didn't give a shit that all these people had died. Um and that's pretty much like all I know. And then he encouraged them to storm the stage or in some something like that. And that's what killed innocent people. So this is this is the guy who's with um Kylie Jenner. Jenner. Kylie Jenner, right. Um, he does, he, the type of environment that he, that he, um, basically cultivates at these concerts is like, you know, rebellion and that sort of thing. And I don't, I don't understand. Well, I mean, it's not for me to understand. I'm not, I'm not that age, obviously. I'm not a fan of his, but. You know, people come there to let loose with the aggression, to blow off some steam, that sort of thing. And things got out of hand. But yeah, over the over the past few days, we've seen situations where people have pointed out other instances at concerts that have gotten a little out of control where the artist does something to stop what's uh, what's going on in the crowd. You know, um, of course, he had a situation where he was crowd surfing and somebody stole his sneakers and he basically sicked some of his fans on the guy uh, who we thought took the took the shoot. Right. I, I don't know how to paint that in a positive way. It just it's it's awful, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't either. Like, what the fuck, yeah, dude? Yeah, two of, two of the uh, people who lost their lives at this uh, at this concert were from a um, uh, part of Chicagoland area, Naperville. And, uh, you know, they've, they've had their, they've had these guys, uh, families on TV for the past few days just talking about how it's so tragic. They were very much looking forward to the concert and everything. I can't imagine going to a concert like this and losing your life. You know, it, it's no, just. No, I can't either. And, and honestly, 
this has happened before in the past at other um, events like, you know, rock concerts in the 70s and stuff like that. Like, this has happened before, and just the injuries that people sustain, I can't say that I would want to go to a big, non-seated venue. Right. Like this, you know, um, because uh, I don't know. I-, I went to a concert that was just a small little venue, small show with um, my friends, and we were inside. It's not my type of music, like punk music. Okay. And this one guy was like in the crowd. He just started running around. He was trying to start a mosh pit, and I looked <laughs> – I looked at, uh, I think it was Shannon. I looked at or whatever. One of my one of my friends, and I just said, I just shook my head and went, "Nope, I'm out." And I left. Mm-hmm. I literally went outside and sat outside because I was like, "I'm not doing this." Like I, and they're not either. Like not to say that my friends were participating in that, but I was like, that that changes the vibe, and I don't like it. And he like ran right past me and was too close for my comfort. And I was like, if this is gonna be a thing, that like they're gonna get rowdy as fuck right now. Even in my, like, just adjacent to me, mm-hmm. nah, I'm going to go outside. It's just, for my personal comfort, I was like, I, I'm i not really into this band. This isn't my thing. I'm here to socialize with my friends. So, and I, we can't talk because it's so loud. So, I'm like, ah, I'm just going to go chill outside for a while. Yeah. It's a nice night. So, that's what I did. We went to, um, years ago, years ago, when, when Crazy Town was still um, relevant, I went to see them with a with a few friends, and it was an outside thing. They had done a uh, this the station Q101 does a block party sort of deal. We went to go see that, and uh, you know when you when you go to these type of shows and that energy is so high, um, they they say that the crowd is pretty much just like a, a river, the way that it's moving. Right. Like one person can't control. What's going on in that crowd? If you're in that crowd, you're yeah. just part of it at, at that point. So, um, you know, I've seen a I lot of... I don't like that. I don't either. But I've seen a lot of things come out in the past few days about what to do if you get in a situation like that. First of all, they say try to stay, uh, you know, vertical. Do not fall. If you if you yeah. find yourself on the ground, curl up into a fetal position, protect your head, um, you know, and just, just try to ride it out best you can. At yeah. this at this crazy town performance though, because everybody was excited to see them finally get on stage. It was like the end of the uh, end of the show or whatever. Um, and some kids started like pushing up against the the barrier and trying to get over it and get on stage and stuff. You know, this is this is the era of when like Woodstock '99 was still in everybody's mind as like one of the best experiences of all time. And of course, you know that was a tragedy too. Um, but they had to stop the show. Because, and it's gonna get a little graphic. Apparently, the crowd was, you know, moshing or whatever, and some kid lost one of his fingers. Oh God! And the band just had to stand up there, stop playing their music, and just like say, "Hey, look, everybody, you gotta stop. We can't go on. We can't go on. We gotta get this kid out of here." So finally, you know, the medical technicians came in, they got him, and they took him away. And they started playing again, and everything was like it didn't, you know, nothing changed. And I had to leave. I couldn't stick around after that. I'm like, this is not. No, I agree. Yeah, it's I'm awful. like, and at the time I didn't realize, like, you know, I was I was just like soured towards the whole uh, situation because you know the mortality of of a human being and and somebody losing something like that just for the sake of a party, it just seems so frivolous. 
and I, I, I left and I went to the, uh, a nearby park and, and my, my girlfriend at the time caught up with me and she was upset. Like, you know, you left and we were supposed to do this together. And I'm like, Oh, I just was not in the mood to party after all that shit. So don't know what to tell you. Yeah. That, that shakes you. That yeah. messes with you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in surround, surrounding yourself with people that understand those moments. For sure. Like, my friends did not question at all that I just straight up walked out of there. They weren't mad at me. They didn't, like, judge that or anything. They were just like, oh, okay, Lex is out. (laughs) And they were fine with it. Then they met me outside after because, like, the way this venue worked was it was, like, basically like a giant, almost like garage door type of opening. And then outside, they just had a bunch of seats like where you could just sit and eat and, you know, hang out um, or have a drink, whatever. So I just went outside and then there was, um, you know, another one of our friends. She wasn't a big fan of it either. We just sat she was out there as well. I didn't realize that until I got out there. But yeah, like, you know, so in that situation that you're talking about, like, it sucks that she didn't understand that in that moment because. Yeah. Well, you got yeah, better friends than I did. At that's that intense. Time, so there you go. And it takes a long time to find them, though. I've had plenty of situations and to make them learn. Like, we all have to learn each other's boundaries and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. It just comes as you get older, too, which we all know. Like, the good people stick around. Well, but, yeah. So that, <laughs> ideally, how <many> people, yes. <laughs> how, many, how many people have died from that? From the Astro uh, from the Astro World situation, the last I saw yeah. the count was um, eight people lost their lives Fuck. with that. That's awful. Yeah, that's terrible. You know, they they uh, the first thing I heard about it was you know on the first day people had crashed through the security gate. Yeah. And you know at that point nobody had died, so everyone was kind of just like making a, a joke out of the whole thing, you know. Right. Um, and they were like showing the footage of this just crowd of kids just breaking through the VIP gate. And there's like one security guard and the security guard is like catching one kid for every 10 that break through, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you're just trying to just, you know, put flex seal on a fucking on the Hoover dam or something. It feels, it feels weird that it was a kids like that. There were so many kids at this venue. Well, that's his. That's who he appeals to. I mean, I'm sure they had, you know, stipulations about, you know, how old you had to be. But when you're breaking through the fence, no one's really checking ID. And apparently, yeah. they were supposed to be checking for uh, COVID vaccinations as well. But there wasn't enough security to do that either. And uh, you know, even even when they were just letting people in the venue, uh, you know, through the regular means, they weren't doing their job there. Well, you know, it's kind of nice that we're. We have events now, and we have to worry about dying for other reasons. I guess oh. that's that's a bright side, right? Oh, now yeah. we're back to work, you know? Not not COVID anymore. All right, what do you want to talk about next? All right, so that Steam Deck that we talked about a few episodes ago. the uh, That's a machinery. Yeah. It's a computer. But that new uh, handheld PC gaming machine coming from Valve has been pushed back. Uh, by two months so uh, they already had a waiting list for it if you were part of the first group uh, now it's saying that uh, the first adopters will not get it until February and every group after that will be pushed back uh, another 
couple of months. So I was when in was it the second group. I was in quarter two. And so now I won't be getting it until probably June at some point, they're saying. so. Well, that's a birthday gift for you, then. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Fuck, I'm going to be 30. Anyway, yeah. that's... <laughs> That makes me want to kill myself. Nah. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> so so when was it? When was it supposed to come out then? January. Well, the first adopters were going to get it um, before Christmas, so a lot of okay. folks were looking forward to that, yeah. just as a, a little present that for sucks. themselves or for a loved one or something. So that does kind of. So that sucks that it got delayed. Yeah, yeah, um, that does suck. A couple months, but. Also, not surprising considering supply chain stuff alone. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm assuming that's probably the biggest reason for the delay. Yeah, they've been very transparent about it. Everyone got an email today uh, that pre-ordered one um, just to let them know what the situation was. They tweeted about it. They were upfront about it. A typical Valve. They they treat their consider uh, customers well. So that's that's good to see that that continues and that they're not being mysterious about it. So. Kudos Good. to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's great to see. Great mm-hmm. to hear. I'm not obviously I'm not an investor in this machine. Why am I saying it like that? Like I'm 90 <laughs> years old. But <laughs> this Nintendo. This, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Nintendos that the youth use. But <laughs> I understand that it's very important to them. I want them to enjoy their their fun things. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it'll be like a birthday present for you. Yeah. Then. It's not the most important thing in the world, but it's cool, you know, to have something to distract you from the trials of everyday life and just something to tinker with a little bit. I'm always looking for a good project to tinker around with. I, I recently um, found a way to um, mod a GameCube uh, in a very oh, interesting way. Oh, I was going to check. I was going to check if I have a GameCube. Did you have a GameCube? Oh, you and your brother shared one or something? Um, no, that was an N64, but I might have a GameCube. Like, literally, remind me after we record this. I might have one if you didn't find one yet. Well, all right. Okay. Because I might have one. If I have it, I know exactly where it is. Nice. So, remind me to check. <laughs> I just can't remember if I have it or if I just still have some of the games because they wouldn't, like, buy those or something. I don't know. Whatever. But, Yeah. So I I don't I totally get that like tinkering with things. What's the Nintendo or uh, GameCube mod that you're gonna do? So basically, you can um, because you know the GameCube existed before HDMI existed, so you can actually upgrade it to accept an HDMI cable, put a new fan in there that makes it whisper quiet. But the best thing of all, you know, if you're worried about preserving your games and everything like that, Mm -hmm. you can actually completely remove the um, the laser out of there. The uh, the whole drive out of there and just hollow it out and use the motherboard and and actually uh, solder on a uh, a card reader and just put your games on cards. But doesn't that at that point isn't it just like a one of those like what are they called virtual systems? Um. Not really, because it's still using the architecture of the GameCube itself to process the game, right? So all you're doing is you're replacing the disc with a uh, with a cart, you know. So there's uh, you get better loading times is the is the ultimate uh, oh, you know, benefit okay. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
That yeah. makes more sense. That's and of course, cool. discs have a tendency to scratch up over time, whereas the cards, you can back it up on a hard drive, you know, put it in the cloud, whatever, and it'll always be there for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So oh, I cool. love little stuff like that. Oh, I totally get it. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, what can I do to not think about anything right now? <laughs> <laughs> and I, little things like that do it. Um, yeah. I want more Legos. And because I am, I have a new job and new job um, will give me extra funds and I do not have girlfriend or kids. So I'm like, oh, I guess I could buy more Legos or something. But I'm like, where the fuck am that, I going to put them? Get a little of that disposable income going. That's what's up. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. There's always something good to build. So this Christmas. But, 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 yes. Matt, what do I do with them? You, you build them and you either find somewhere to display it or you take it apart and you put it in a plastic bag. And you save it for a rainy day when you want to build it again. <laughs> okay. All right. Kind of like a board game. You throw yeah, it on the shelf. Exactly. Or, or, or like, by a, yourself. like a puzzle, you know. Or if there's somebody, you know, that's Ooh. got like a little kid or something like that. Or, or, or I'd say like a preteen. You know, you have like this spare Lego set and you want to give it to them so they'll have something to do. That's 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 nice, too. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them kids. Fuck but them kids. That'd be fun for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, a so, good, that's a good thought. There's some really good sets this Christmas, though. I just looked on the website today, and they put out a set that is a Fender Stratocaster. And yeah. it comes with, like, a little mini Marshall amp and everything. I I really... I, I'm always drawn to the Winnie the Pooh set and the, um, the Sesame Street. Oh. So you like the you like the play sets more than you like the uh, like the scale models. It seems. No, I like. Wait, what are the, What's the difference? Like so, the scale model. Like so, the Fender is like a mini version of the Fender guitar, or like the little oh. player piano they had. You know. So the those I liked the typewriter one a lot. Yes, that I one's thought nice that too. one was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the architecture ones. Oh, because those are I've, always nice. Yeah, because I've always liked those types of things. I like to build models, like little model cars and stuff, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, paint them, everything like that. Uh, but like, yeah, a lot of those scale one or like, like those are not as cool to me as like the cartoony things. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I think that's mostly because I'm like, look at this tiny big bird as a Lego. <laughs> I think that's a big part. The characters are a big selling point to me too. Totally agree. I love the yeah. aesthetic. I love, I love when they yeah. turn popular characters in the minifigs i was a big buyer of the uh the lego dimensions game when it came out yeah but that, that kind of you know we we got hit with the uh you know um collectible figure game overload at that point and it kind of went by the wayside um i'm yeah, a little disappointed and it felt like it should have lasted much longer because disney by the way the disney infinity was really fun it was. And it's a it's a real shame what happened with that because they would come out with <laughs> I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were kind of being stingy with the releases, right? So they would come out yeah. with like Buzz without Woody, they would come out with Mike without Sully, you know, 
and that would be the the set. It would just be like half of a duo, and then you had to wait till the next set to get the next part of the duo. And it's like, no, I want the whole thing right now, you know? Um, yeah. But Lego rarely misses with these things. I'm a little disappointed though in the Mario offerings because they've got that whole like you know, um, yeah, digital they, thing built into it. They and, look different. They don't look like Legos. They no. almost look like a play school set or some shit like that. Or a Playmobil. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look like a Playmobil. You're right. So I was hoping that you know as this relationship went on with them, they would eventually release Mario minifigs. But they don't. They're still with this whole, like, you know, specialized, you know, digital slash Lego thing they're doing. I don't know. So hopefully that changes soon. Maybe give it time. Like, they might have the rights to it, but just haven't explored it yet fully. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, man, a traditional Lego set of, like, the castle or something. That'd be fucking cool. That would be great. They have something that's kind of cool right now, which is there's a question mark block that you can build. And... When you flip panels of it over, each panel reveals a different part of the Mario 64 levels. But they're like. That's fucking cool. That is really cool. But it's like the levels are really tiny, you know, so you're still not getting the minifigs, but you're getting a a tiny representation of those those levels. And I think that is neat. I really do. Mario 64 Lego. I'll look it up. Oh, that is neat. Yeah, so you'll be you'll yeah, be building is, a while. That would be small. Wow. Yeah, but you'll be building a while with that because you're you're building the 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 insides and then you got to put the question mark block around it. That's a lot of fun. Um, I like those brick heads too. Like those are cute, but they are such mm-hmm. a fast build. You almost feel like you're not really getting your money's worth. Yeah, I don't like. I feel like they should do full on figures. Like don't don't do this. Like. The way that they've presented it, I don't like him as much. Yeah. Go go more traditional. Whoa. Lego <laughs> Creator. <laughs> Lego Creator Coliseum. $800? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. No. That, Titanic, and now they have an AT-AT from Star Wars they just released. They're the, the big ticket items. Oh, and the house from uh, Home Alone. Those are the big ticket items. This, How much was this the house from Home Alone? I think that's like 500 Fuck. Every single room, every single trap, and every single minifig. A Catherine O'Hara minifig is included in this, Lex. This Titanic is $629. <laughs> they can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> Somebody did a fake mock-up on Reddit of the iceberg you can buy for <laughs> the same price. Yeah. It was just all white Legos. This is so fuck. I mean, it looks amazing, but what the shit? That's that's so much money. That's got to be something that a library would buy to put on display just to entice people to come in and read or something. You can't get a coffee cart with any purchase. What? What are you doing, Legos? What the fuck is this? So the, the official Lego website every now and then, if you buy a big ticket item, they mm. will send you a smaller set that's exclusive. You can't buy it, but they'll give it to you for free. So, for instance, that's cool. When I when I bought the '89 Batmobile, they sent me a smaller version of the '89 Batmobile that you know you can either give away that's, to someone or build yourself. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking at Legos. Why do they have a Queer Eye box set? I don't understand. I don't what? Know. 
I didn't know Queer Eye was a brand that was like, yeah, like identifiable that. with a with a location enough to have a Lego set. That's interesting. Yeah, you have all these Scrooge McDuck ones. Um, yeah, I, I have a Scrooge, I have a Louie, but I don't have a Huey and Dewey. They have a set here for twenty five dollars. I'm just telling you this. Oh, now. for the for the brickheads. No, no, no. Yes. I, I got the minifigs of Scrooge, and he comes with oh, the dime oh, no, no, and no. his cane. These are brick, these are brickheads. Okay. Uh-huh. I, like yeah. I said, I like the brickheads. It just feels like you know, you know, since I'm such a pro builder, you know, <laughs> it just takes yeah, I so, wouldn't. You know, so little time to do. So yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want those either, especially with for the money. You can get a little bit more and get like an actual set. Anyway, so anyway. yeah, I look at stupid shit like this, and I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe that, I'm just gonna get Legos. That's healthy. I think that's good for you. It's a reward for a job well done, just to say, hey, look, this you is not for nothing. You know what would nothing. be a better reward, Matt? What's that? Never mind. That was gonna be a really bad joke. Anyway, I, I walked continue. right into it. I was waiting. I'm like, look, no. I will, I will volley it back to you. What do you got? What's that? Nope. Well, I'm refraining for <laughs> okay. now. Anyway. <laughs> So, I wanted to discuss something with you. I wanted to discuss yeah. the fact that comic collections don't really come out that tie into movies, right? So, I saw something today on the Big Bad Toy Store website. You know, I go there to window shop, and so I can be a cranky old man on Twitter and complain about plastic men. It's yeah. what I do for fun. You should check it out if you haven't. It's it's really great. Um yeah, you could also just start living vicariously through Eric Crosby, who buys all of those toys. Yes, and I get to look at them, and they're like, "Oh, cool!" And then I'm done. But every now and then, Big Bad Toys they will put comic books on their website for you to purchase, and one of the one of the ones they put up is actually kind of neat. It is a box set of Batman graphic novels, and it says the classic graphic novels that inspired the feature the upcoming feature film the batman and i think that's such a great idea the box itself has exclusive artwork of the robert pattinson yeah. uh batman in in black and red it looks really cool and yeah, then you've got it looks awesome you've got three graphic novels that come inside it's got the long halloween it's got something called ego and other tales which neither you nor i have heard of but i know darwin cook and i know yeah. he's a great artist um, and then Batman Year One, which we've briefly discussed as well. So, this is a cool idea, and I wish they would do, you, do this for a do lot of Do you remember how movies. much it was? Was it discounted, basically? No, not on Big Bad Toy Store. It's, it's, it's the price you would expect. So I saw it was 780 something pages, but it cost like $65. Right. Yeah. That's so, the only problem that I have with graphic novels in general right now, and mm-hmm. it's not, not, putting down this box set which i think is a great idea it's just it's very heavily priced for absolutely what should be a much more accessible thing like this should be a almost value item you should pay 40 dollars tops for this box set for the for the availability of these graphic novels and the fact that they're paperback yeah. uh, outside of this uh you know this 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 collectible case i totally agree with you now on the flip side of that I would pay $65 to gift this to somebody. I wouldn't pay $65 for it for myself because right. I've, I probably own two out of three of these. Number one. Number two, if they're going to charge that much for it, one, I would want the books to be hardcover. And two, 
I would want the yeah. spines to be a little bit more uniform with the collection because it looks like they just pulled three graphic novels that they had in storage and just yes, stuffed these them are in there. Not, these are not special edition covers or anything like that. Within, right. like The cover on the outside is, but yeah. Yeah, it, but it is a good idea. They should bundle things like this and make them... You know, make comics more accessible, especially when you have a really highly anticipated movie. Yeah, make these stories more accessible. Make them more fun. Make them, make people want to buy them. So there's a, um, there's a group that sells collectibles and stuff like that called Eagle Moss, right? Um, they sell little metal versions of the Star Trek ships. They have like all kind of oh, Doctor yeah, Who yeah. stuff. Yeah. In I've fact, built some of those. They're fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. You can get like chess sets. That have all the mm-hmm. characters from Batman or other comic properties and stuff like that. You know, just highly collectible stuff. Stuff you don't really need. But one thing that they did a few years ago was that they, re- they released exclusive hardcover versions of some very popular DC titles. And if you collected oh. them all, just like you would do an Encyclopedia Britannica, it makes like one consistent image on the spines. And that is something oh. that is so appealing to anyone yeah. that has that uh you know that 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 hard focus on stuff like that on the shelves oh my god just think about the uniformity Was it, were they paperbacks or hardcovers hardcover oh shit yeah yeah and so if you're missing one you're hunting that one down because you want to finish the image you know oh yeah that would fuck me up though mm-hmm. <laughs> if i was missing one of them and then like they stopped printing them or whatever <laughs> that, that's a great idea though yeah like, absolutely yeah, do that so I have a few of them. Like I haven't shelved them because I don't want to look at that and just hang my head in shame. But um, yeah, I mean it's some. some but you want to collect all of them now? I, I nah, mm. <laughs> not <laughs> kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. But you know, for like the Eternals, because nobody, hardly anyone, from the from the mainstream knew anything about the Eternals going into that movie. Right. It's like Guardians. Yeah. If Marvel had put out a collection like this, I think it would have done very well because people want to know. They want to be invested, you know? You need more than just a, a five-minute YouTube video from what culture. Are, are to, you seeing Eternals, by the way? Um, I'm not rushing to see it, but I will eventually see it. Yeah. I like. I kind of want to see it, but the sad part is, if we're talking about movies that are in theaters, that like I'd be excited and it would get me back into a theater, I'm more likely to see House of Gucci <laughs> in theaters. <laughs> but that a, said... A Gucci movie? Yeah, oh, shit. But that said, <laughs> I don't... Uh, you know, it, it's not... Probably not easy for me to get to without it being crowded, and I'm not really comfortable with inside crowds like that. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I go to things, but like, you know, whatever. I mean, Maybe given I what we just, just discussed, you know, with, with everything that we, literally everything we were talking about earlier in the show, yeah, it's understandable to be trepidatious about wanting to uh, go out and mix it up with the with the people, you know. I guess I don't really have any issues going out. I I do have issues with. Something about going to a movie feels too confined for too long. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Like, that 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 part messes with me. Probably because it's dark, you know? I can't really yeah, see what's going on yeah, around Yeah, and it's you. close quarters. Yeah. Like, 
you're right on top of each other. It's not outside. Like I've been to concerts where you have seated, but like they're they're outside. I don't know. We've all been in movies before where people just start coughing uncontrollably, and that's in a, yeah. in a perfect situation. That's a little unnerving. Yeah, I guess technically I did go to a little movie at Disney. <laughs> Um, one of those like short film type of things, and I was like in the movie theater, and I was like, "Oh, this is weird." What was that? Was it one of those goofy like short films? Like, um, no, it was like a Mickey Mouse one. I guess How it was to play newer. football. I used to love those. Yeah, no, it was like a Mickey Mouse goes on vacation one or something like that. My youngest niece really wanted to go. So oh, cool! Okay. It, it was fun. We had fun watching it, but yeah, it was like ten minutes long tops, mm. something like that. So. They put a lot of work into those new Mickey products yeah. and i i appreciate that because when i was a kid i had no reason to like mickey mouse it was yeah. just like this is a mascot this is like a placeholder to let me know that other stuff a, a good stuff is on the other side of this you know but exactly. yeah. it was just yeah there was nothing there but now they actually put something into mickey i appreciate that yeah i pretty much feel the same way about mickey i'm like eh, whatever but yeah it was very cute the one that i saw cool <laughs> yeah. That is cool. Okay. I think we can save this other one for another day. Let's talk about the wall of weird. Okay. Wall of weird. You brought you brought a wall of weird to the table. Or was this me? This is you. Oh, alright. See this guys, my brain is not fucking working. <laughs> oh, why did I pick this one? I don't know, man. I forgot. Sorry. This is awful. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible, guys. I don't even remember picking this, but I I did apparently. Alright. New Let's... York Post. Man's <laughs> Man's penis rots after being oh, bitten God. by a snake while sitting on a toilet in South Africa. Not rots. They could have used any other word than rots. They could have said it rotted fell off. You know, it became rotted. infected. Oh my god. Yeah, this is, by the way, like one of my biggest nightmares. Not, uh, I don't have a penis, so not the penis part, but the the snake coming after me in a bathroom situation. Well, as the owner of of said genitalia, yes, every time I read one of these stories, you best believe I'm I'm not going in the dark in the middle of the night. I'm turning on the light and making sure everything is like checked out before I sit down. There's, yeah. oh my god. Okay. A Dutch man had to undergo reconstructive surgery on his penis after a cobra bit his manhood during a safari trip in South Africa, causing it to rot. He's 47 years old. He suffered scrotal necrosis after the cold-blooded serpent, which was lurking in the toilet bowl, attacked. In what the um, medical journal... Medical Journal describes as the first clay, first case, congratulations, bud, of a snouted cobra envenom- envenomation of the genitals. <laughs> the unidentified man had to wait three hours before he was flown by helicopter to the nearest trauma center that was 220 <laughs> miles away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about yep. how, like, serious the, the paramedics were, like, so tell us what's wrong. Tell us what's wrong. Like it's my junk. Oh my god! Get the helicopter. We can't risk this man losing his penis. Oh no! Like Ugh. it just became just like the biggest problem in the world. But I want to go back to the word envenomation because it sounds like a snake had a good idea. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like he had a little like light bulb go off uh, like over his head. <laughs> envenomation. Okay. Envenomation. <laughs> um, it's this says that the man's. <laughs> 
penis and scrotum were noted to be swollen, deep purple in color, and painful at hospital admission. Scrotal necrosis was diagnosed. He received multiple doses of a nonspecific snake vantum antiserum and broad-spectrum antibiotics. Mm. Oh, God. He was vomiting, had a burning sensation, (laughs) as well as pain that shot up from his groin into the abdomen and chest. Oh, God. I can't imagine that. Just hurting all the way from down there to your chest. Oh it said he God. did not develop any neurological symptoms for the ordeal, so that was good. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. He he had to go under um, hemodialysis because he had an acute injury before undergoing reconstructive surgery. Uh-huh. So it fucked with his whole system there. My goodness. That's a lot, man. That is a whole lot. <laughs> so, moral of the story, um, if you're in an area... That is heavily populated by snakes. Take take a little gander down at that, you know, toilet before you take a sit. Just just uh, just take a little glance. I mean, what do you do at that point? Do you try to flush it back down? What what's your move? So, um, I would assume you just close like if there's a lid, you close the lid and then you run <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's like that's what I would do, right? You just pull a Grandpa Simpson and just <laughs> like open, shut, goodbye. Yeah, I'll piss my pants running away. I don't care. <laughs> At that point, you're gonna do it either way. You know, yeah. there's, there's no way around it. I mean, <laughs> apparently this man has made a full recovery. By the way, oh, they, thank goodness. They fixed they fixed his his flesh eaten dick, and he's he's back. <laughs> Uh, Once you say back to necrosis, helpful. like that doesn't sound like something that you recover from, you know? No, no. Oh. And it, had they not caught it when they did, he might not have. Um, I still find it weird that that they that he had. Um, what was it? They said he had to wait three hours before he was flown. <laughs> Three okay, but like three hours, and I understand they're probably in a remote location, but yeah, like if you're talking about a snake bite, he's bitten by a cobra. Mm -hmm. Isn't that like you're gonna die? That's what I thought too. uh, An incredibly urgent situation. How long do you have before you die of a cobra bite? Apparently, more than three hours. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on the location, too. Maybe that area is not as bad as if he was bit on, like, I don't know, the neck. My goodness. I mean, to like, all right. So I feel like modern medicine has come such a long way. Because if this was years ago, chances are they would have just told the man they would have had to just uh, do a, a, a very close bris, you know, Uh a king cobra kills you in 15 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah, they would have chopped it off. Fuck snakes, man. That would have been God it. damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of our episodes end like this. I don't know. <laughs> not we with, put, because we put Wall of Weird at the end. Not with which penile is injury. But with, we don't think this through. <laughs> we never think this through. Well, I'll tell you what's even worse. I'm looking at my wall and it's a, it's a poster for the Tom Hardy Venom movie. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Little on the nose there. Accurate um, venom. <laughs> uh, 
Well, at okay. least Eminem dedicated a song to him. So here's some news that I'm just now seeing on Twitter. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever might get delayed even further because Latita Wright is um, unvaccinated. Letitia White, right? Let's yeah, see. she's she's Letitia. I'm sorry, I mispronounced her name. Um, she is not vaccinated, and the U.S. requires all non-citizens to traveling in to be vaccinated. And she's in London. She's British. Now, what's interesting? Not only has this anti-vax thing been a problem with her because you know earlier i think we talked about it on the show they um said that she's been basically spreading anti-vax rhetoric on the set and uh you know it's it's just reflecting very badly on her but also as recently as last week they said that she got injured during during a stunt and they had to shut down production so they're currently shut down I don't know. Which that like take as much time as you need. And that's not like she should be allowed to recover in her own time and everything like that. But what I mean, do they recast her at this point if she's not going to get vaccinated? I don't know how critical she is to the plot. You know, that's the thing. We don't think she's going to be the star. Yeah. Um, And and if she's I mean, I think this is going to happen with other actors as well. Um, where they're going to refuse to get vaccinated, and my philosophy is, okay, don't, uh, you're going to lose your job. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, yeah, you know, I love Black Panther. I want them to honor the memory of Chadwick Boseman, but if yeah. that's what it takes to have to cater to an anti-vaxxer, I'm not down with that. That's right, right. And like, if this was like, say, Chris Pratt filming. Guardians of the Galaxy three, or you know, something something along those lines. Any like any Guardians cameo, or whatever. And he's like, nope, I'm not getting vaccinated. We don't know if he's anti-vax, but he just seems like the type of would. Then I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're getting a new fucking Star Lord. Yeah, like, whatever. I think he he doesn't put his money where his mouth is with that sort of thing. I think he obviously yeah, is is hypocritical in a lot of ways, uh, especially how he's been referring to his children at this point oh my god that story is fucking weird we didn't get into that i'm sorry guys we dropped the ball but that that's weird look Um, it up like look up chris pratt and you'll you'll know what we're talking about Um, one one big mystery to me because she was such a, a critical part to that first film um and after that pretty much just vanished from uh the entire franchise from from the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe in general, Lupita Nyong'o, like yeah, what happened to her? I think it would be interesting if they did a time jump and had their child yeah. be a character, you yeah. know. But I don't know how far they can jump without sacrificing. Um, other stories for it to tie in right you know yeah i mean of course after the first movie everybody was very pro uh shuri everybody yeah. wanted to see much more of her unfortunately Letitia white is uh, uh right rather is is not she's not thinking <laughs> she's very isn't she very young she isn't is. she like 20 i think she was the youngest cast member but yeah you know, obviously besides the kids, but the, the main. I mean, I, she's like, twenty eight. She's she's twenty eight. She's twenty eight. Oh my god! Never mind. Retracted. That you're old enough to know better. You. Yep. No, I thought she was like twenty right now, 
and was like 18, 19, whatever. Like, I mean, I thought she was a legit teenager. She's just small, I guess. Man, but I can't think of anybody besides like Ed Norton that has so aggressively stepped away from their history with Marvel. The Lapita Nyong'o. Has she aggressively stepped away or has has it just not been written for her? I mean, for her not to show up in any of the, you know, Endgame, Infinity War, any of that stuff. Was but she's not technically a superhero. No, so. but she was fighting alongside, you know, the, the yeah. Wakandans. And they, they bought in M'Baku, they bought in Shiri, they bought in uh, the Dora Milaje. But, Is yeah. she supposed to be in this new one? Um, I don't think so. Let me look it up. Yeah, she is. Oh, she is. Okay. Well, I she's take listed on IMDb. You know, I don't Yeah. Know. <laughs> hmm. Take back everything I said then. Never mind. No, no, no. I think it's very valid. You got, like, there are some characters where we're going, where have they been? Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe it was just like, you know, she didn't want to be part of franchise movies as a whole. But no, she was in the Star Wars, uh, the newer Star Wars yeah. movie, his Maz Kanata. Yeah, but that was just Although a that voice. was mostly like a voice, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, at least we didn't end it on the weirdest note. We changed, <laughs> we shifted gears. And then she turned into a snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The end. <laughs> oh, man. So the next Marvel thing is going to be Hawkeye. And, you know. That's going to be fun. That'll be fun. That, that's that's their Christmas offering, so yeah, keep I'm your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. All right, folks, thank you for listening. Um, if you have anything that you'd like to share with us, we're always willing to listen. We are available on social media. Please do not come to our residences; that would be weird. Um, we could you can be fine. You can you can find us at Lex and Matt across the board. Uh, also, patreoncom Matt. For all kind of goods and services and fun, we got it there for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can tell we're both tired, guys. Can you Indeed. hear it? Mm-hmm. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Te- tech issues are great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Mm.